0: So you are on the, I guess near ring of the uh, the air gap which you had read about in Sister Springs mm-hmm. um, books and documents and a little bit of uh, kind of some kind of diagrams, mapish type stuff. Uh, before you is I, I probably like at least 50 meters you know, roughly football field, let's say sized uh expanse of uh air and swirling sand um that's like swirling upwards into the facility um i think this interior ring is probably like i don't know maybe five see i've backed myself into a corner now because i described the, (laughs) the gap in meters but i don't know the metric system that well because i'm an american and we're extremely backwards Um, (laughs) yes so So the power of editing
1: you're going to nab nail it right the first time
0: how many (laughs) foots is it
2: and how many foot is it king's foot
0: (laughs) it's about it's the the lip of of it is probably about three meters wide um and just as an advance like this isn't connor's fiendish Gap clearing puzzle. I don't have a predetermined solution in mind. I've thrown out a few things that might be of interest to you. The fact that, you know, it, um, there were those bridges that it seems like the Children of the Wire used to use. Um, the fact that it is open to the Vast on the underside. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious how what your plan is for clearing this gap.
2: Well, I was just gonna go full on Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade and like, you know, the penitent man shall pass, like leap of faith it, and hopefully some <laughs> invisible bridge will show up. Okay. No, I <laughs> that's what I kept <laughs> thinking about. <laughs> hopefully people have seen this movie and know that reference, how it appears mm-hmm. like there's no bridge, but then he just mm-hmm. closes his eyes and takes a step. Um that's Every time I think about clearing the air gap, I think about that, but I don't think that's <laughs> actually going to work here. And so, and I don't think Quell has seen that movie. <laughs> if, Quell says out loud,
3: if Quell says out loud that that is her plan, Myriad is going to put a hand on her shoulder and be like, <laughs> um, I don't think that is the best idea to be honest
2: no, uh, no Quell would not say that out loud but you can say that to me Kitty the player because I know it's a terrible friggin plan
1: <laughs> <laughs> well going under and through the air gap would be the way we could get the beluga in but I think finding the bridge would be kind of cool
2: it would be and if it's something where it's like a retractable bridge or a bridge where now especially that we know that the, like the manifold and maybe the rest of the Ascending Fortress is made of these movable machine spirits that are like little silica plankton, maybe the bridge literally does just manifest when you're able to give the Ascending Fortress the correct command. Like maybe it's able to build itself out of these moving plankton.
1: Well there's got to be a way that the Children of the Wire crossed it so yeah I don't think it's something that anybody would have access to. So,
2: Speaking of which, since Gadget is there with us, like with the group that's inside, and I think it's all of us inside, right?
1: Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay, yeah decoy.
2: Since we're all here, mm-hmm. uh, Quell would relate to Gadget the experience that she had communing with these spirits, these little machine spirits, and how they seem kind of Hesitant or unsure of responding uh, to requests or commands, except from like the the children of the spirit, children of the spirit, children of the wire caretakers that they used to have, um, and that if anybody could kind of um, emulate or embody that children of the spirit caretaker aspect, it might be gadget. I mean, gadget might be a descend, like a descendant of the Children of the Wire, but more than that, gadget is probably closer than any of us to kind of understanding, like the teachings, at least any that remain of the Children of the Wire.
0: Yeah, I mean, gadget is the only person among you who, yeah, that you that you know of, like, has spent significant amount of time with a, a practitioner of the mm-hmm. Children of the Wire's faith.
2: Right. Exactly. So like not only is Gadget the person who probably best understands machines, both on a physical and sort of a pseudo spiritual or or purely spiritual level, but Gadget actually knows how children of the wire might go about interacting with machines, or at least know some of it. So that might be helpful in kind of trying to communicate with this, the Ascending Fortress, what we would like it to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe it would be more more likely to receive commands from gadget than anybody else
1: only one way to find out right
2: yeah i mean it only it might also listen to augustine because like i said can seduce anyone or anything anywhere
1: the is <laughs> pretty good at tuning so i mean
2: or this i could my just show, hit though. it a
1: bunch of times
2: and <laughs> my other thought was We do have somebody who is very good at using gliders to cross dangerous spaces. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
3: That's different from hitting things, but I could do that, too.
0: Yeah, I mean, this would be uh, I mean, obviously it has uh, it has some kind of upward force to ride here. Uh, It's it's the air is okay. The air is moving up somewhat because the shit, the sand is just, like, you know, creating a breeze of its own. But it seems like the Ascending Fortress specifically has an effect on the sand. So, you know, there aren't awesome updrafts that would just, like, scoot you right over there, but, like, you could potentially do it. Uh, it would be at least risky. But, yeah, it's something you could try to get yourself to the other side.
2: Now, here, here is something to take into account mm-hmm. there, because you're uh, describing the movement of the sand. We know that the Ascending Fortress kind of stopped moving. Has that impacted the updraft of the sand? Because we know it's uh, impacted the, the upswelling. And how might that affect us trying to cross the air gap?
0: Yeah, I framed uh, before that I think um, probably probably Augustine. Augustine has obviously spent a good amount of time on Subita, um, being Augustine the Wind. Um, and uh, Gadget both would have recognize that the sands kind of flowing off the sides and back up into the center looked less, um, less ferocious. There was less there, you know, there was less proportion of them. Um, they're still moving, but it's it, the flow of them does seem weaker now. Um, you know, it's, it's still a lot of sand, but something's still moving in here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe, maybe it would be more feasible to try and get something up through here or, otherwise than it would be you know with the place running at full capacity for sure
2: okay so the air is still moving and here's why because like, that's kind of what i was trying to get at on one hand less sand blowing through less ferociously makes it less dangerous for us to cross in terms of just being abraded out of existence
0: mm-hmm. but on the other mm-hmm. hand
2: if the force that is moving the sand up has been somehow compromised then that means it's not going to be a super great way for us to get across either like Using its lift, or using that to help us like glide across. If it's not working, obviously mm-hmm. would be uh, pretty, pretty <laughs> disastrous.
0: I would also point out that you never took the personal vehicles upgrade, so you would need to acquire an asset to have a glider. Mm.
2: We can make a glider. That's a glider <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> We just need like some wire and somebody's shirt, right?
0: And that'll support someone going across. <laughs> I don't really sure. Think that. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, acquiring an asset would would it be, also be a flashback. It would it would be spending a credit and then getting the the glider if that's the direction you wanted to go. Um, you this this gap is clear enough for the beluga. The beluga would almost if you brought it up right now it would be pretty damaging for the Beluga maybe you could find some way to compromise the flow of the sand to make it a little less damaging um, yeah but mm-hmm. if you had, if you just rented a glider or something you're not as worried about that
2: I don't know how the Beluga feels about dermabrasion <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. think we it's wanna... gonna go well
4: yeah, I don't know if we want to jump to that yet.
1: Poor beluga no. first day of sentience, nothing but pain. Oh.
2: Maybe oh. Well, Maybe we won't explore that
1: cool option quite yet.
2: <laughs> I mean, like there are some who would argue that that, that kinda of is sentience, but we don't we're trying to mm. soothe and protect mm. the beluga from that.
4: I mean, I I'd opt for gadget, just try and gadgety things.
2: I mean, we I already
1: infiltrated Sister Spring's home. We might as well use the information we got from there.
2: I am 100% on board with Gadget going full Gadget on this.
1: Go, go Gadget. All right, so we know the airplane level general layout here in the air gap, right? You know the what? But the general layout here in the air gap, correct? Um
0: yeah, the, you know roughly how how big it is. Um, you even know the um, the location of the bridge that the children of the wire used to use, um, which is no longer functional at this point.
1: Oh, well, any way that we can see if we can repair that?
0: You could, yeah, yeah. You could certainly give that a shot. Let's give it a yeah. shot. Okay, um, so I think it looks like um, the outside ring mm-hmm. of the air gap is kind of studded. With these, um, I think they, they poke out a bit. They mm-hmm. poke out like maybe half a meter. Let's stick with metrics. Why not? I'm already in over my head here. <laughs> um, <laughs> and there's probably, they, they're they kind of like spokes, you know. Um, there's probably like maybe half a dozen of them all around the ring. Um, most of them look like they're just completely dilapidated. You know, haven't, probably haven't been used in centuries. One of them looks like it's been used more recently. Mm-hmm. Like maybe mm. within the last few months recently, mm. Um, mm. but it is, uh, yeah, uh, it is not deployed right now, and um, so yeah, what do you what do you want to do to try to size it up?
1: Uh, I'm going to have to study this thing. I get my Nintendo Power Glove. I, did we see like in that rudix stri- script from like the previous session again, or no?
2: Not here. Not here. Not here. Okay. The the what from the previous session?
1: The runes. It, there were some runes at like a oh, at a The terminal. Runic script. Yeah. The
2: runic script. Okay. I did. I, Sorry.
0: I I, I wasn't clear.
2: No, no. That's that's a really good point. Because yeah, we did see that before.
0: Okay. So if you want to study this thing, mm-hmm. let's see. Uh, I think it will probably take you some time. Mm-hmm. So that would be the risk here. Um, but it would be a uh, risky standard by default. Yeah, unless you have anything else applying.
1: Nope. Too scared to. We're Ris- risky standard.
0: Oh. <laughs> Alright. Well, thank God for
2: that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. A one, a six, <laughs> and a one. That's what you want. Yes, we did. Um Okay, so there's for you uh kind of, you know, plop down, you probably like get on eye level with it. Um decoy is kind of watching you curiously go about your work um and thinking like, huh, so this is kinda of like how I was born. Um eh. <laughs> well young to be learning about you. that. But okay.
2: Huh. So you see when a when an urchin and a conspiracy <laughs> are trying to save a, an illicitly obtained uh spirit and and artifact, yes, that's what I was looking for, then a decoy is made. <laughs>
0: that's right it's a very beautiful beautiful process yes (laughs) um you can see gadget um that there's kind of two problems here the first problem is that this thing you know you don't see any of the runes here that's because it's not powered Mm. there's no power source um the the whole facility has been kind of dark um and you don't remember it being described as like as dark and you know yeah, it seems like there's a power problem here. Something is, the power is not getting through. Obviously, some power is still being generated and being used to keep that sand moving up and through. But um, it's, this bridge isn't being powered. Uh, and the second thing is, it's just jammed. Uh, it seemed like when, possibly when the upswell happened and like the, the um, all that damage occurred to the Ascending Fortress and a bunch of the rest of Subita, it, it just got real real nice and stuck in there.
2: Power, myriad, the lemons. <laughs> <laughs> myriad mentioned that they brought lemons with them. They were trying to use it to get some light in there, right? Myriad, that is myriad comes not prepared. false. I huh?
3: I did bring lemons with me
1: with my lantern.
2: Mm-hmm. There you go. Myriad already mentioned it in the last game.
1: Uh, we also have a precursor core, but that's powering my plant drone right now. <sighs>
2: Uh, you know what? And if you don't you know have what?
1: a walking flower pot, then why even bother getting into the gardening hobby? So I don't know if we want to remove that core yet. We might. Well,
2: Quell wears uh-huh. uh, a necklace that I think we uh, had said might be a precursor artifact. It's like, you know, because one of the things that mystics tend to wear is some kind of like implement of their non- Non Jedi religion, um, <laughs> and well, isn't necessarily religious, but kind of what qualifies as spirituality around these parts is this belief in and connecting with spirits. So, if she has some kind of like precursor artifact pendant, or the one that she br- briefly lent to Zinc, mm-hmm. for example, for luck, maybe we could use that to help power this up, or at least I don't know, it's metal bridge some connectors or something, bridge, close a circuit. I am not mechanically inclined.
0: <laughs> Have you ever let Gadget take a look at it before?
2: No, no. I haven't.
0: All right. Well, uh, Gadget, make a... If you want to look at it in this case with, um, with Quell uh, offering it to you, mm-hmm. you could make a study fortune roll to see if it would be useful. All right.
2: You're good at studying, right? really good at studying you're really good at
1: studying really good at studying guys
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah this is Gadget you're probably temporarily delighted uh, but then uh, very irritated because this is some kind of a precursor power core and you could have used this all those times you had to disassemble your drones
2: (laughs) (laughs) I just didn't make the connection until we were in this very spiritual space, okay?
1: What <laughs> the shit, Quill? Well, you made me go to market hour 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 like hour three hour. different times around people. <laughs> <laughs> I know you like shopping, but
2: that's not a me thing. <laughs> I don't have money to like shopping. I like browsing with my fingers.
1: <laughs> alright. Um, um what's alright, so we can install this this power source, but what what what's the jam? What's Jamming up the gears.
0: Uh, to double back to the power source for a moment. Okay. Chances are, Quell, you like you might not be able to get this little thing back if it's integrated into the facility. You know, you don't know it might be used up. So, if you want to solve this problem by using it, then it would probably entail marking that off from your for your character sheet. Oh.
2: <sighs> Quell is crying on the inside. And Quell just wants to make extra sure this isn't something we could solve with lemons.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, it would probably you could try to solve it with lemons. It would probably be a roll if you just used you, this artifact that you've been carrying around that you just always felt drawn to in this moment. You know, like the fates aligning, then that would just fix the problem. Miriam, do you want to try the
2: lemon? Well, I was going to say, Miriam, do we want to try the lemon? Since you did come prepared (laughs) for we want to use the core? Because, you know, I think on one hand the idea that, you know, she'd always felt drawn to this and she kind of does believe in fortune and fate and um, you know, here she has this thing that she just picked up and kind of pocketed and then she's here in this moment and it fits just right and it could solve the problem. She's like, maybe this is meant to be here. On the other hand, She's like, oh, I've had this since I was little, and we do have lemons. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Myriad's got probably going to have something to do uh, in this scene one way or the other, because to answer your other question, Gadget, mm-hmm. this, this thing is jammed. You've just gotta give it some elbow crease. Uh, that's what you have yeah. to do. Yeah, no, that's a Myriad thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, Myriad
3: think... brought exactly two lemons to okay. power one small lantern. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think I think Quell would kind of like hold the necklace for a moment and kind of run her you know, her thumb over it. I'm sure it's got little like patterns on it, or maybe it's just kind of dented up from life experience. Um and then she's gonna get a look of resolution on her face and say, you know, this came into my life for a reason. I picked it up for a reason and I'm here for a reason. This is not the time to back down now. If This is going to help us, especially if it's going to help us help everyone else. Then do your magic gadget. And she hands it over. It's
1: not magic. It's science. But yes, thank you. (laughs)
2: Oh my god, catch it! It was a turn of
3: things. Uh, Speaking of science, um, caster weapons, what I shoot is a form of energy, right? So like, I could theoretically just shoot the thing multiple times to power it up?
0: Or no? I mean, that would probably work about as well as trying to tase your light switch to turn the lights on. (laughs) But maybe it would, I don't know. No, no,
2: no! <laughs> hold on, though,
3: I'm just Myriad, asking, that's... just because it's I don't understand science as well as gadget, and gadget is the smartest person that I know. So, oh,
2: okay, <laughs> that's a clever idea, though, Myriad, because clearly, if casters fire some kind of energy, they must have some kind of a reserve or battery pack or something that allows them to do that, right? Could that be taken out and used?
3: I don't know. It's just it's my cane shoots things, and I can hit people (laughs) with it.
0: (laughs) We've never defined too much how a caster gun is reloaded. Um, I almost more like the idea that they kind of um, synthesize over time. So you just fire them a certain number of times, and then they, you know, they refill. So you know, people who are. Big uh, big shooters like Myriad or Batra would probably have a bunch of caster guns that they can use. Um and just swap between. Yeah, like uh, what's her face in Trigun? She had the like the coat full of little Derringers. <laughs> that's that's still a reference kids know, right? You guys know what Trigun is. Um okay. Uh... wrong mask! <laughs> no <laughs> Please
2: tell us you
0: know. Um but Uh, yeah, so you could attempt to, like, if you marked off a caster gun, if one of you marked load for a caster gun and then didn't have it because you were using it to power it here, you could then make a roll to try and retrofit it, but it would, there would be risk to this roll.
3: Mm, Marriott doesn't really want to shoot any more people (laughs) and accidentally kill them. But you know, it was just a science question because Gadget is very smart, and
2: that is true. Gadget knows Myriad,
1: Myriad has guns. Wise decision. Sh- For the record, scientifically speaking, if you try to turn off your lights using a lightsaber on a light switch, the lights will go off.
3: <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, that point. makes total sense. I still, I still think that, 12 battery <laughs> thing is a better okay. idea.
2: We'll use it. It's, it's got us this far you know, it's powered me and now it's gonna, a little part of me will stay with the Ascending Fortress I send it with love, truly
3: Ascend right. it with love
2: Ascend, I send it right. with love Maybe <laughs> so, see, it'll know me it'll be with me for all those years that she's been clambering around and eating soup those have all gotta be like, tucked into that
0: So much soup has been spilled on that thing <laughs> You
2: know, it's
0: metal. It wipes off. Um, <laughs> this baby can hold so much soup. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, gadget. You, you take the the core. You, you flip a little. Um, let's see. I think don't, you don't even flip a panel out. You just uh, kind of reach down on the side and you dig out a port that would, had been covered with get, with uh, sand, uh, and you put the core in, and nothing happens. And then you pull it out and you put it in again, and nothing happens. And you pull it out and you put it in the third time, and <laughs> the little bridge area lights up, and you hear a grinding sound as the bridge begins to try to deploy.
1: Yeah, blow in the cartridge a couple times first, and then put it in. Yep.
2: <laughs> so, my precursor artifact is a USB stick.
0: <laughs> Something like that uh and yeah you can tell you were uh from the understanding you got gadget this is basically mm-hmm. a little like um emergency power source that people could like use you know if the facility was unpowered then you could stick a power source in here and still be able to get through um but yeah it's stuck so what are you gonna do about that
1: uh, i have elbows but not a lot of grease to go with them uh
2: what do you need done Play ah. it on us. I'm I'm scrambling, myriad, strong as hell. We gotta
1: clear these tracks. I don't think it's gonna happen until then.
2: Okay, so can we see where the the blockage appears to be located? Are we able to see what we need to get to?
0: Uh, you can kind of tell it's misaligned. Like it looks like it's probably got off of its track. Yeah.
4: I think you need to kick that there thingamajig.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That makes a lot of sense, Augustine. Um, I'll do
0: it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, Myriad, if you want to try to scramble this thing uh, back into working order, I think because, let's see, because you're Myriad Star Spindle, it would normally be limited. Now, if you did that thing, which w- which would probably mean you'd have to give it a couple goes. ghosts. Now, if you did that thing where you can have uh, a superhuman, a feat that verges on the superhuman, that would get it up to standard effect.
3: Okay. So by pushing myself, I could do... Yeah, so... Well, I can perform a uh, if... feat a physical force that verges on the superhuman.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, uh,
0: when you push yourself you get that benefit uh, and then you could pick any of the other benefits from pushing yourself as well um, in this case it would be you know improved effect improved position because let's see if you have committed to pushing yourself then we're at risky standard and you could do any of the other things as usual okay
3: I will scramble pushing myself is too stress too stress Yeah, so I'm going to scramble, going to push myself, and then I'm going to spend plus one stress, so three stress total, because I have leaf on the wind.
0: Ooh, what was that one too again? yeah, assume you spend plus one stress, three stress total to gain both plus one effect and plus one D instead of one or the other. Oh, nice. So it goes up nice. to great effect, mm-hmm. and you have a bonus die. Yes.
2: Oh, we're going to be singing songs about you, myriads. <laughs> that strong I'm gonna you have... are
3: i'm very stressed now though <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. no oh dear
4: can just keep an eye out for any stray sharp rebar or anything like that while you do this mm.
0: this is <laughs> risky great yep getting in there and just levering it
3: uh risky great plus 1d it looks like i'm getting onto whatever i can and i'm just like Shaking it and like jumping on it. Because that's what Marriott does, you know, just you know uh, very the bungee aggressive. baby technique. Yes, the bungee baby technique. <laughs>
2: Climb onto it and then just fling yourself at it. Perfect. Get
3: on and sh- shake violently. Oh, so you're supposed
1: to shake the baby.
2: No, oh. <laughs>
3: Jesus. This is not a baby. This is a bridge. It's fine. <laughs> I could have I could have done better. Maybe if I was a little bit more careful uh, and less violent, it would have gone better. But <laughs> this is okay.
2: I just yeah. really love the idea of Myriad being like, I may not know much about science, but I know the difference between a bridge and a baby. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Come on.
2: <laughs>
3: if, I, if I had just shot it, it probably would have done
0: a lot better. <laughs> uh, Alright, so yeah, with the with the five on our risky, um, you stomp up and down and just like the probably the fourth or fifth time you bring your boot down, um, you feel the whole thing wobble, um, and you're you know you're in kind of a precarious position because you're hanging right over the ledge. Um, but uh, let's see. No, no, I'm not going to give you the consequence. I fell off subita. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're able to wheel yourself oh, back. Damn. Yeah, Quell
2: is <laughs> very ready for this to go quarterly And it's ready to assist if it does.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you've got your friends there to help. Um, So instead, it just, it, um, the bridge gets back on its track and the grinding sound turns into just a a low rumbling um, as the bridge slides out before you and you can see um, it's like cutting a trail through the sand right so it's almost like it's flanked on two sides by these massive columns of of um of rising sand and uh it it rumbles moving toward its destination uh it's about a meter wide yeah it is um it's took a little time and it's a little bit of a wait just for it to deploy all the way though So I am going to fill up some clocks here. Uh, I'm going to put one tick on the Junker's break as the uh, Privateers move into position and one tick on the Delt's break. Uh, And I'm going to... Let's see. I'll reveal another clock. I'm not going to put any ticks on it yet, but I'll reveal it. Uh, Which is... Sky superiority, uh, a tug-of-war clock. Uh, And what this represents is the uh, privateers um, being... They're they're not able to move up as fast as their uh, strategy had dictated, so they are beginning to bring in some of their uh, interceptors to try and clear the grounds. And they... uh, I think we get a shot from... Uh, Marlin's perspective as these, um, agile skyships that look like they're, they're made for, um, they're made for kind of going toe to toe with other skyships. Um, they look like kind of nicer versions of some of those protector and affairs ones we saw back on Dime. Uh, and they start kind of swooping low over, over, uh, the Ascending Fortress uh and that could you know obviously give them an advantage because of the delts and the junkers don't really have anything in that department right now but uh, the fact that it's a tug-of-war clock means that when it is full they no longer have sky superiority they're not able to use that as a consequence or a potential you know entry point or whatever Um, When it's empty, they have undisputed sky superiority. They're able to make all kinds of nasty things happen that way.
2: Can we hear their sky ships, like since the air gap is technically connected with the outside? Are we able to hear that they have arrived and are over the Ascending Fortress?
0: I don't think you hear it, but I think you see you actually see out from underneath um a pair of interceptors um kind of like skirting up in formation and then uh across the far side of Subita and then kind of cresting the edge, they, they leave your vision. So you can see that that um the privateers are moving here. Hmm. Uh, and. As usual, you can resist uh, the Delts break and the Junkers break. You can't really resist Sky Superiority, because that's just the way the clock is. I'm just showing it to you now.
4: Mm -hmm. Is Yazoo still working with the Delts?
0: Mm. Uh, We don't know. Yeah, the last you heard, you didn't have any reason to doubt their arrangement with each other, but... like. Uh, Augustine, Augustine wouldn't know at this point if the situation has changed at all. Um, yeah. yeah, I think the... Hmm, let me think what I want to do with this.
4: Yeah, and I was just asking because I wasn't sure if they would have had the resources. I know we can't interact with them, but like mm-hmm. to help with that sky superiority.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think from what you know of Yazoo, Augustine, chances are when things really got serious and Vert, who is a pretty high-ranking member of a very important part of the Azure fleet, started um, bringing his strength to bear, you don't really know if Yazoo would be the kind to honor her obligations to the Delts.
4: She cares about her own ass. Exactly.
2: That's so shitty. Ah, oh, that's so mad. Quell <laughs> doesn't know this. Kitty's mm-hmm. so mad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you have this um, this bridge. Uh, after probably probably a good forty five seconds, um, it stops moving and thunks into place, uh, and you can see the sort of shaft of un. Um, unperturbed air uh, and dark from the the sky below. You know, with the the ships uh, cresting the side of the, the landberg, you can now see. Uh, you have a connection to the terminal core. What do you do?
4: Gadget, run, ah. <laughs> All
1: right. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. Whatever we're gonna do, we gotta do it fast. We just saw those interceptors and that means that the chances things are getting ugly out there are pretty good. And there are a whole lot of people out there, especially after uh, what we pulled with with Solomon and the parade. I don't want anybody getting hurt over this.
1: Okay. We can do this. All right. Step one, get to the center of Sunning Fortress. We did that. All right. Here we are at the core. Just need to Gain control of the ship. Ah I can gain the control, but I'm not piloting this afterwards. <laughs> well, thankfully
2: we we have a very savvy pilot with us.
4: Yeah, Augustine's tired of waiting to cross the bridge, so it just starts walking.
0: Yes, <laughs> Striding valiantly forward. Uh yeah, decoy jumps down and is right at your heels. Um she's Clearly uh, excited. Um, okay. And the, the rest of you are pretty worried about Subita. Like, Decoy doesn't really have that same connection yet. So she's, like, kind of just amazed right now.
2: All right. Well, I would move after uh, Decoy. You know, don't want poor Decoy to get in any trouble or get hurt.
1: All
3: right. Uh, I think I had already said run. Uh, Myriad yep. was already going okay. across
0: okay oh god uh, was already (laughs) on
3: the bridge when it was uh, extending oh cool okay yeah running
2: (laughs) not one to wait (laughs)
0: nope (laughs) full force all right so yeah myriad the uh myriad darts out uh ready to get this mission done and seeing the uh the situation maybe deteriorating outside um I think, you know, you're probably a few meters away from the edge of the, um, the in- inner ring of the air gap, uh, and if you want, you can do your cool pole vault thing to get to the other side. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, and the rest of you can follow at a more, um, leisure, maybe not <laughs> leisurely, but cautious, uh, pace, because this is scary. Uh-huh. You're really high up. Uh-huh. <laughs>
2: And there's rushing sand right around either side of us. Did you describe how
0: broad
2: the the bridge is? Like, is this a fairly narrow bridge or is it pretty sizable?
0: It's like a meter wide.
2: Oh, that's pretty but, narrow.
0: Yep. Less
3: than three feet. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. So we're crossing this giant gap into nothingness below with mm-hmm. sand rushing on either side of this little three foot protected space. Okay. All right. We're making it. Yeah.
4: Augustine just walks across you know thumbs and uh Go in pockets, pockets. yeah
3: <laughs> but augustine's like whistling <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's a slightly musical quality to some some of the way that the uh sand moves through the ascendic fortress. you're not really sure if that's you know part of the design or. Yeah. Oh. Oh no. I bet. Um. I bet there's a little bit of a musical quality through the way the sand moves through the ascending fortress. And uh, gadget. It is the sound of the hymns that uh, that Sister Spring taught you. Mm. It's like the melody of the hymns.
1: Aww. That would sound comforting, but I'm starting to get a little paranoid because Sister Spring went missing a few months ago. This bridge was only out of commission for a few months. And this seems to be really easy to access. Uh, before we touch this core, can I study it first?
0: So the core is sort of like another cylinder, cylind, cylinder, 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 cylinder hmm. uh, at the center of the air gap. Um, it has a large door that looks somewhat like the door that you um, hmm. passed on the way into um, Uh, on the way into Dig 112, the core of Dig 112. Um, So you can't actually see terminal core proper yet. The door is closed. But you could, I mean, you could study the door if you want. Yeah, I know how how to open doors. It's a big door. I got my Nintendo (laughs)
1: Power That makes so much
2: sense, though. I was trying to remember why this would have been used within the last couple of months. That's right. I was there when we were talking about Sister Spring and going through her stuff. Do you think, Gadget, she was the one who was here who used this bridge? Uh, <laughs> uh, certainly looking like that. then um, mm. what happened to her? If she made it all the way to the core... Wait, hmm. how long has the Ascending Fortress been sort of hung up and broken?
0: A <laughs> few months. Do
2: you think Sister Spring got in here, got the core and broke the Ascending Fortress, either accidentally or on purpose?
1: Well, according to my notes, that's what it seems like, but I really don't have a motivation for that. But we, we, we can't worry about that now. We, we, we have a task, and we have a time limit. So let's, let's open this door.
0: Okay, so uh, Gadget, you, uh, it's just like on the one on Dig 112. Um, let's see... Yeah, I think there's there's a little bit of risk here just in the time involved to try and get in. That that seems right. Uh, so if you want to get past this door without the proper protocols, then you're going to need to make a move of some kind.
1: All right, we, we got to hack into this thing. Just like we did at Digwin 12, get out my Nintendo Power Glove, put it on. Let's hope for the best. All right, risk is standard.
0: Yeah. Oh, and I should mention before you make this roll mm-hmm. um, that Augustine and Quell, also Decoy, as you were walking through o- over the bridge, when you reached about the midway point, your feeling of connection to the spirits of the, the sort of like silica plankton spirits mm-hmm. that seem to be, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the, both the structure and the technicians, perhaps, of the Ascending Fortress uh, mm-hmm. dissipated. You don't actually mm. feel a, you don't feel a connection to anything familiar right now.
2: That doesn't seem right. And that would definitely put Quell on edge because Quell is kinda of used to feeling spirits around her, and especially after attuning with them. I think that um Quell would relay that to Gadget and say, Something's going on here, Gadget. Um, something that might go beyond Sister Spring. The spirits of this place, they're not They're not here, or if they are, they're not talking like they usually do. This place feels maybe not empty, but devoid, hollow somehow.
4: And Augustine will just, you know, keep even more of an eye and ear open
0: after Mm -hmm. feeling that. Sounds good. Um, But yeah, Gadget, do you still want to try to hack your way in there?
1: I need answers.
0: (laughs) understandable alright so yeah it's a risky standard hack Uh, you can you can gambit you can devil's work or you could just roll and get a six uh one a six and a two I opened this Uh, door
1: before back in dig 112 guys opening doors is easy it's peopling (laughs) that's hard
0: it's
2: managing whatever might be on the other side that might be complicated Mm mhm
0: and I am trying to paste another damn gambit in here there it is because you got a six (laughs) on a risky
2: Nice.
0: <sighs> okay, so you uh, pull out your glove, um, and the the tuning fork inside is pointing directly to the center of the terminal Ugh. core. By the way, um, and you uh, you flip the panel open just like a dig one twelve. You know your way through this thing. Um, you you uh, patch in. You uh, navigate to the necessary subsystems and Pat and I was gonna say patch in again I only know so many hacking terms <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, grant yourself access and the door slides open um
1: uh, wait. before we proceed wait. can I see if sister spring was through the store before
0: uh how would you do that how would you go about that
1: Oh, well, um, obviously when you hack into a door, you're able to see mm-hmm. the user files of the previous uh, user. Previous
0: access yeah, logs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, when you hack a system... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Uh, yeah, uh, about a few, a few months ago, um, <laughs> this was the last time the door was accessed, and um, you know, she doesn't sign it Sister Spring, but you recognize the It's not a MAC address, but it's the vast version of a MAC address of the, you know, the infiltration tool she used.
2: (sighs) Oh.
1: I I, I definitely want to relay that to everybody.
2: You know, looking at, at Gadget as she's hacking the door, you know, she's got her power glove out. The power glove has the precursor artifact that we recovered from the last dig implanted in it and you said that it's pointing right at was it right at the door right at the what was it pointing at
0: uh, it was pointing at the door which was leading toward the center of the core so yeah it could be pointing okay. at the door it could be pointing at the core
2: and so that it appears like it has moved like it is like like a compass needle almost or something along those lines a dowsing rod
0: yeah it, it moves all the time but in this case it seems to be pointed to something uh, okay. Specific.
2: Quell like pauses for a moment before we get the door open. Like like when you finished your hack, you're looking at the the logs, but puts her hand on Gadget's shoulder and says like, "Wait, the the artifact in your glove. Mm-hmm. We know that the Junkers were looking for this too, and that Indigo Analytics was also there attempting to get a hold of this." and that it was something of a big deal when it disappeared and wasn't in any of their hands. Big enough that we we had to do a little running from some old friends. Do you think that they knew what this artifact was? Like, did they know? Do they know what it is, what it can do? And is it somehow related to whatever we're gonna find in the core? Because it just seems a little suspicious that they'd be after this first and then they show up here on Subita to somehow get into the Ascending Fortress.
1: I definitely regret not keeping a lower profile since we got here. Uh, definitely flaunting it off in the lobster races was probably not our best decision.
2: It just seems so convenient. You know, convenient convenient that they'd be where we found this. Convenient that they would be on Subita Convenient that they would be bringing in the big guns to try and protect the junkers getting in here. And convenient that Sister Spring disappeared when it looks like she made it all the way to this door.
4: I think you've got the dots there.
2: I think there's only
3: one way to be sure. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Myriad's busy pushing the door
0: <laughs> Myriad momentum star spindle
1: <laughs> no, you know, Myriad's right there's a reason why it's in our possession not theirs
2: well sure because we stole it
1: exactly <laughs> right place right because, time
2: because I put it down my pants <laughs> after we took it out of this tile container that's why we have it but and why they chased us, but they know we're here, and they know we have it. What if they've been waiting for us to make our way in here? What if they knew we would come here?
4: Man, we're already here, so no stopping now. He walks oh. behind Myriad.
0: there is no stopping myriad who pushes the one door open and i think the other door is kind of like on a track with it there's a, a low rumble and the interior of the um the terminal core is lit um like the whole facility probably should have been it's um lit by this sorts of um it looks like the certain tiles you know they kind of have like i think i described them as like pentagonal tiles. Um, oh, same uh, as
2: the canister. So it looks the same. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, they um, light up uh, along the the floors and the walls. And I think actually at the top, there mm. might be like a, uh, a transparent cap at the top of the ascending port, just that seems like it's letting some natural light in. Um, and at the column as the column of light leads down to um, a sort of table, it looks like it has a, a glassy surface and above the table, uh, kind of like a convex gla- glassy surface. Uh, and then above the table, two, two of the columns of sand brush past each other, kind of like diagonally making an X in the, the air. Uh, And it looks like there's some kind of a blue light being projected on the X um, from the table. A few feet, sorry, a few meters away from the table is a, um, it's an odd, it looks like a sort of its own discrete device. It's a, uh, there's a pad on the floor and then a pad about um, two meters above it. Uh, and they're connected by some kind of machinery. Um, It looks like it's about big enough that a person could stand inside, and then in front of the pad is, um, there's a folded up, there's a a few books stacked neatly, Uh, there's a pair of shoes, and there's a folded up robe that you recognize from uh, Sister Spring Uh, gadget. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, And that's what immediately draws your eye. Um, Then some movement in the room uh, as the dust kind of shakes and the the doors open fully. Um, You notice it looks like a shape is starting to form from the the sands. Uh, They're accreting together um, over the table. And first you see like little arcs and connecting swoops. And then you see there's kind of a, um, a condensed sort of labyrinth of connections. And it looks like it's your characters might not know what this looks like, but the viewers would know that this looks like a human nervous system made out of fulgurite, which is that cool stuff that happens when lightning strikes sand. Yeah. Um, it's And, um, it's about 20 feet tall and it lifts up to face you and you, uh, I think everyone there gets a feeling of first, um, curiosity and then abject fear from this thing. Uh, like desperate fear. Oh no.
4: Like it's afraid or it's making us afraid.
0: It's afraid. It's very afraid to see you here.
2: I think Quell would probably immediately, like, not immediately, like, she'd be like, I know exactly what to do, but like, it would be in her nature in working, you know, seeing a large spirit, like, that seemed concerned or afraid um, to try to soothe it. Hmm. Because, one, because, you know, she feels a connection with spirits, but two, because, Spirits that are panicked um, can be really dangerous, and we're in a fairly small enclosed space.
0: (laughs) They can be dangerous, can't they? That sounds (laughs) like a great thing for us to pick up on next time, because it's already 10.15, and I don't want us to have to rush this last part, especially because it'd be fun to have at least a little bit of an epilogue next time.
2: I see a little jar of sand that's gonna move into the beluga next to a certain. It's twenty feet tall. (laughs) (laughs) tall. Well, so is the giant like rock ship creature that we befriended in the old day. Like Mm -hmm. it, they'll have buddies. They'll never feel. They'll never feel so lonely again.
0: (laughs) So yeah, I think that's the parting shot of this. uh, This nervous system, this fulgurite nervous system. So when you think of a nervous system it's like very lots lots of like smooth lines connecting to each other right um so this is like that but with that kind of like jagged um almost crumbly character of uh, Fulgurite right? uh emerging from this this central table area and um, the the pad nearby with sister springs possessions stacked neatly outside uh and outside the the delts and the junkers. I think the the posturing is done. They're at an active standoff with each other. We don't we don't hear gunfire. Um, you know, we just see the two sides um, facing off. And I think um, probably Vert preparing to step forward to address the the assembled junkers and delts. And we'll leave off there.